0: talk about joy tonight and we're in john chapter 16 and we to look at verses 20 through 24 and philippians 4 4 so i uh, ask when you find that to stand in our god's honor as so i read i tell you the truth you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices you will grieve but your grief will turn to joy until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you'll receive, and your joy will be complete. Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let's pray. Father, um. This concept of joy often seems elusive among your people, Lord. Why? It's the fruit of the Spirit of God. Which means that when we submit ourselves to you, Lord, and are filled to the full continually with your Spirit, there should be joy. Father, tonight as we take some time to talk about joy, fill us with that joy, Lord, as we remember why? In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Joy is not like happiness. When we think of happiness, happiness is dependent on what's going on around us. Uh, whether circumstances are making us feel good or feel terrible. Um circumstances if they control your life it can be a roller coaster up and down because life has its tough knocks but joy is different than happiness whereas happiness is often dependent on what goes on around you joy is what flows out of you because of who lives in you and because of an understanding that he's with you where he said i will never leave you and i will never forsake you and that we can have a confident trust in Him. The The word literally means to leap or spin around with pleasure. And, uh, the question is, sometimes among God's people, uh, there's not joy. We forget who we are. And we forget whose we are. And we lose sight of that. And we lose our joy. And we lose what makes us unique. I'm going to look at a couple of uh Joy busters here, as I say. Galatians 4, verse 15, as Paul talks to the church in Galatia, he says, What has happened to all your joy? William Barclay, uh, in his commentary, wrote, A gloomy Christian is a contradiction in terms, and nothing in all religious history has done Christianity more harm than its connection with black clothes and long faces. And so I want to look at just a couple of joy busters that that rob us of the joy that we should have in Christ. And the first one I to look at is unsatisfied expectations. Do you ever feel like you're just going through some joyless routines in life? You're just going through the motions instead of walking with a master where joy is robbed. Where we have a sense of unmet expectations and, and often you hear this with people, um, I'd have a better marriage if that woman wasn't who I who I thought she was instead of who I found out she is. Or this would be a better job if I didn't have that boss constantly over my shoulder. Such a headache it's 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 a it's a picture of there's certain expectations or we want the world to be a certain way and when it's not then we're grieved when it's not there's not a sense of of joy but there's discontent and it's it could be in every area in what we own uh, in our relationships paul said in philippians 4:12 I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Contentment is when we begin to find ourselves content in what we have, not in what we don't have, not in what we wish we had, uh, doesn't come when we have everything we want but when we want everything we have when we learn to understand god what we have, what i have is because of your grace what i have is because you've decided to give it to me and lord let me not take that for granted let me be pleased with what you've given me let me be pleased with your blessings because the bible says every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows our blessings come from him If it's good, it's from him. And and so we we don't need to take that for granted. Second uh, joy busters, unresolved conflicts. Um, uh, In the Lutheran church, uh, there was the pastor there. He always started the service. The Lord be with you. And the people would respond and also with you. Well, one morning there was trouble with the sound equipment. And so he was knocking on his microphone, the microphone wasn't working, and uh his his res- response was, There's something wrong with this microphone and the people responded, And also with you. <laughs> Truth of the matter is there's something wrong with everybody, including me. We we're all a mess. We all have our issues and it's easy for us to get upset with each other and it's easy for us to hurt one another and it's easy for us to uh hold on to that hurt and for it to grieve the Spirit of God and to keep us from being who God wants us to be as a people. Listen to Hebrews twelve, fourteen, and 15. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. That's a command from 1214 of Hebrews. We're to make every effort to be at peace with all men and to be holy. You know, two ways that second part can be read. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Without holiness, personally, you or I, we're not going to see the Lord if we don't worship him and see him as the one who is the holy of all. And we worship and set ourselves apart. But there's also another way to read that. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. If we don't stay pure before the Lord, people aren't going to see Jesus in us. And uh, the type of hurt that can come, listen to verse 15. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. You see, that's what happens in a church. That's one of the signs that we're losing our joy. We miss the grace of God. Man, we need to... That's a great way to start the day. God, help me not miss your grace today. See to it that no one misses the grace of God. God, help me see clearly your grace. God, don't let me miss you. Don't let me miss your blessings. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Now what happens with the bitter root? Well, you notice that person beside you is a mess. And so what do you do? You uh you say, oh, yuck. And then he says something and you take it personally and next thing you know it there's a root that sits in place and it grows. And you know what's amazing with so many hurts, you know, like the Hatfields and McCoys, you know, they went on for years feuding and I believe I read somewhere it had to do with one of them they, uh, accused him of stealing a pig, but I bet you generations later they couldn't remember what the fight was about. And, and sometimes that happens with his families. I don't remember what the fight's about. He says, "See to it that no one misses the grace of God. Don't let any bitter root grow up to cause trouble. And it doesn't just cause trouble with you. It says it defiles many and steals our grace." Okay, a third one here: unconfessed sin. The third joy buster is when we don't want to hear God and His Spirit convicts us about an issue and we fight Him. And we say, no God. And as a result of that, misery. Listen to what David wrote in Psalm 32, verses 1 through 5. Blessed is he whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord does not count against him and in whose spirit is no deceit. You drop down to verse 11. He says, Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing all you who are upright in heart. He was able to sing once he got honest with God. So, one of those issues that robs us of our joy is that we close our ears and our hearts to God. And we miss the joy he wants to give us. He was able to sing after he got honest with God. Okay, so a couple of questions. Uh Are there some unsatisfied expectations that have led you to be discontent, robbed your joy? Are you involved in a conflict with someone? Has that robbed your joy? (laughs) Is God's heavy hand upon you because you're trying to fight against God? And uh, I told someone uh, just recently, you know, we got talking about God. And I said, look, I don't know why you want to fight against God. I can guarantee you you're going to lose. So why do we do it? Better off just to hurry up and say, "Okay, God, I'm sorry. Let's get on with this, Lord. I need your blessing. Restore me, Lord." In Psalm fifty-one, twelve, he says, "Restore to me the joy of your salvation." All right, look at some joy builders. Not what just can can rob us of joy, but a building joy. Billy Sunday once said, "The trouble with many men is they've got just enough religion to make them miserable." If there's not joy in religion, you've got a leak in your religion. There should be a joy when we realize, man, what God has done for us—the blessings, the grace, the cross, um, His His constant presence. Um, there should be a joy that comes out of that. Uh, first one here: a, a joy builder. Recognize God is joyful. God is not mad at you. God loves you. Um. If you ever ran across Zephaniah 317, Zephaniah is a prophet in the Old Testament. It's a small book. The great gem, uh, Zephaniah 317, the NIV, I'm going to read it for you. He says, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Listen to that again. I'm just going to break that down. Just one at a time here. The Lord your God's with you. Think about this. God is with you. The Lord God, the creator, the maker of all. He's with you. He's mighty to save. If you're like me, sometimes I just get plain disgusted with myself. It's like, Lord, why? Why? But you know what? He says, I am mighty to save. Regardless of your miss, I'm the Messiah. I'm ready to save. He will take great delight in you. Now, isn't that? When I think about the vastness of his creation, when I think about his extreme glory, when I think about God being so big and me being so teeny tiny, and yet he says, he will take great delight in you. Our God says, I will take delight in you. And then he says, he will quiet you with his love. Do you ever feel like a puppy that just had his tail stepped on? God says, I want to quiet you with my love. That's the kind of God we have, guys. And then this last one, he says, he will rejoice over you with singing. Really? Really? God loves us. He's joyful. (laughs) Uh, A couple of quotes are Psalm 104, 31. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his work. Isaiah 65, 18, 19. Be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a delight in its people. A joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. (laughs) God is a God of joy. Nehemiah had learned, he said, Nehemiah 8:10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. All right, so not only is there to know that God is a God of joy, secondly, rehearse God's attributes in worship. You know, never understood those that say that the whole, you know, give the Holy Spirit worship. Because that's not the way the Holy Spirit works. The Holy Spirit, you have God the Father and the Holy Spirit. His joy, what brings him pleasure, is to lift up the name of Jesus. You know how you know when the Holy Spirit's present? When Jesus is praised. When people love Jesus When people sing to Jesus, when people's hearts are sold out to Jesus, when people are broken before Jesus, the Holy Spirit gets excited. And then He begins to work in His power. The Holy Spirit's present, He's there. Um, The Westminster Confession states it well. Our chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. When we start rehearsing God and His attributes, when we start directing our attention and our hearts in praise, joy begins to come out of us. Joy, Uh, Psalm 66, one through four, shout with joy to God, all the earth, sing the glory of his name, make his praise glorious, say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. All the earth bows down to you. They sing praise to you. They sing praise. To your name. (laughs) As we make room in our lives for God through. Prayer and Bible reading and scripture memory and meditation and fasting and and, and singing and, and, and serving as a form of worship to God. There's a joy that's released through our lives as we rehearse who he is. As we worship him uh, with what we say and what we do and who we are in praise. Psalm 28 verse 7. The Lord is my strength and shield. My heart trusts in him and I'm helped. My heart leaps for joy. And I will give thanks to him in song. Another joy builder, reaffirm your commitment to others. If you're serious about loving God, He leads you to love people too. I'm not much for this Lone Ranger idea of, Oh, I can get out in nature. I don't have to be in church and I can worship God and I can look off that mountain. Yeah, you can do that. But are you going to keep doing that? No, I, I think when you get a hold of God's heart and when, and when you worship God and you love him, he leads you to relationships with other people. That's just the way God works. He wants you to be with his people. He wants you to love him and, and worship him. And like a friend of mine used to say in one place where we served, he said, I don't have to go to church, but I have to go to church. And you guys know what I'm saying. God puts it in your heart. That's where you need to be. It, it's, it's just a it's just a natural expression. Um, Hebrews twelve, not Hebrews, Romans twelve fifteen. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. There's a sharing that takes place, and and, and, and joy comes when we reaffirm our commitment to one another in the Lord. Paul said this to the church at Philippi, Philippians one twenty five twenty six. Convinced of this, I know that I'll remain, and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy. In the faith, so that through my being with you again, your joy in Christ Jesus will overflow on account of me. A joy that's that's shared. I'm sure you guys have had that experience where you, you just you meet somebody and you find out they're a believer, and then you start talking about the Lord, and there's just a joy. Uh, I've, I've had that a couple of times. It's just, man. And it doesn't matter where you are. You know, I told the story of, about... I've told this several times about going to the Georgia Dome where there were somewhere between fifty and 60,000 preachers. And we were worshiping the Lord. And I'd never been around that many male voices singing either. You know, it was awesome. And I told you about going through the halls and just grabbing people. And we were worshiping together and everything. But I don't think I told you this is really funny there was about four of us that went together down there to georgia and there was one guy he was just he he was a brother who um a little more alive than me more you know a little more charismatic more you know jump jumping around stuff than me and so we're sitting there and we're worshiping the lord and things are good he had just gotten back from mission trip from russia and you know he was telling us how much he loved those people and and, you know, how God had blessed him to go on that mission trip. So we're sitting there, and then we start singing again. All of a sudden, he bends down and looks down, and there's one of those guys from Russia. Was at that meeting. Well, this brother jumped up and started dancing and singing and shouting. And I thought, whoa, you know, in his worship, there was just a joy that came out him Because he thought, I just left Russia, and this guy's here. Praise God. You know, he, he was up. Uh, anyway, I had, I had to laugh, but it was a joy for me too. <laughs> Reignite your passion for evangelism is the next joy builder. Philemon, and it's only one chapter, so it's verse 6. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. Luke 15 is a chapter where Jesus talks about lost coins and lost sheep and a lost son. And he talks about how God is moved when what was lost is found. Um, Matter of fact, in verse 6, he says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner. Who repents. Um, There is a joy that comes. When people surrender to Christ. There are many times. uh, Cindy and I will pray. And and Cindy prays all the time. God I just want to see. Transform lives. And, And see only God does that. That's not stuff you and I do. That's the work of God. Um. And that's real evangelism is that God will grab a hold of somebody and make them new and change people. Well, when that's going on, there's a joy. Next, uh, release your problems to the Lord. One of the hallmarks of Christian joy is that in the midst of pain and suffering, there's a trust in God. In Acts 16, Paul and Silas were beaten and... They were thrown in prison, and instead of sitting around and feeling sorry for themselves, it says that, uh, verse 25, that they started praying and singing hymns to God. And the word praying is literally the word, it's not making requests before God, but it's praise and worship. So in other words, they just had a time of worship with bleeding backs and singing hearts before God. might uh, reminded me in Matthew Henry's commentary, uh, who had written... Commentary in the 1700s. He got robbed one day. And here's what he wrote. Uh, They took his wallet and he wrote, Let me be thankful first because I was never robbed before. (laughs) Second, because although they took my wallet, they did not take my life. Third, because although they took my all, it was not much. (laughs) And fourth, because it was I who was robbed. And not I who robbed. So a heart that uh, saw things clearly. Second Corinthians 7 verse 4. In all our troubles my joy knows no bounds. And James 1-2 which quoted this morning. Consider it pure joy my brothers when you face trials of many kinds. A conscious decision to lean on the Lord. To remain close to Jesus. The last one here which brings us joy. We discover joy when we remain close to Jesus. Joy is the flag that flies over the castle of our hearts announcing Jesus is in residence today. Isn't that good? John 15, 10, 11. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. In John 15, verse 4, Jesus' words, Remain in me and I'll remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So we remain with Jesus. Uh, So just capping up these joy builders. Building joy in our lives. Recognize God is joyful. Rehearse God's attributes. Worship Him. Reaffirm commitment to others. It's relationships God brings joys. We're connected, guys. Reignite your passion for evangelism. There is a joy that naturally comes from transformed lives who meet Jesus in the gospel. Release your problems to the Lord. Um, Psalm sixty-eight nineteen. Um, I had a brain drain. I'm going to have to look it up. I know it's the right address. Okay. Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. You have to just give an old man a moment. <laughs> Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. As he bears our burdens. Um, and, and then, of course, last, remain close to Jesus. Never regret being close to Jesus. Romans 14, 17 is a close. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking... But of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. God, uh, we come to you, Lord. Restore the joy of our salvation, Lord. Does our religion have a leak in it? As Billy Sunday said, Lord. Um, if so, Father, patch the leak. Fill us to the full, Lord, with the Spirit of God. Who loves to give attention to Jesus. And brings joy. That's our prayer God. What do you want of us Lord? Do you want us to walk to the altar. And to bow and pray. To share with your people something. Or right where we are. To allow you to work in our lives and our hearts Father. What are you up to God? That's what we want. Is to be in agreement with you the living God. Um, So, Father, restore the joy of my salvation, Lord. That's the prayer. What you need to do, Lord, do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.